Hey guys, welcome to the Vertebros Podcast. I'm Dr. Charles Fredella. And I'm Dr. Dange Wolf. Thanks for joining us. Each episode, we'll be interviewing different docs and health and fitness professionals to learn about them and how they treat their patients. If you enjoy our content, be sure to give us a like, follow, and share us with your friends. And without further ado, let's get started. So uh, today on the podcast, we've got Dr. Bryce Hendy with us. Uh, Bryce, where are you coming in from? I'm talking to you from Grants Pass right now, Grants Pass, Oregon. Nice. Is that where you're from? Uh, I was born here. Uh, just lived here for a couple of years, and then I grew up in Vancouver, Washington, so pretty close to our school. Solid. How'd you end up wanting to go back to Grants Pass instead of Vancouver? Uh, a lot of my family is still here, and actually the practice that I took over is here in Grants Pass from my uncle. So. Oh, yeah. solid. Very cool. So I'm assuming the fact that you took over your uncle's practice, that's kind of how you got your start into the career? Yeah, so kind of backtrack a little bit. So high school, played a lot of sports, had quite a few injuries. Uh, big one, playing football, hurt my ankle, did some physical therapy. The guy I was going to, uh, super cool guy. I was like, this guy just works out for a living and hangs out with athletes all day. And I was like, that's sick. Knew I didn't want to do anything with numbers. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to explore this option. So I went back after I finished my prescription or treatment plan with him and uh, kind of shadowed him for a couple days. And it just didn't really pique my interest as much as I thought it would. And I was a senior at the time. So I was like, all right, I got to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do with my life. And so I started exploring other options, came actually down to Grants Pass for Christmas break that year. And my uncle, who's a chiropractor down here, he's like, oh, well, why don't you come shadow me? I had been to a chiropractor a couple times in the past for a couple different things. And I found it was helpful, but I didn't ever think it was something that I would want to be, want to do. And so I ended up uh, shadowing him for a few days while I was down here. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, you know, I'm a very tactile learner. And so being able to have my hands on things and like a very physical component to I guess myself in general and the way that I learn. And so seeing that, you know, you're actually putting hands on patients and like helping them at the same time, I thought it was awesome. And I kind of just fell in love with it. And that's been the plan ever since high school. And now we're here. So. Very cool. And uh, your, your uncle's practice, it, did, when you took it over, did you keep the same name or change it? Kept the same name. Um, figured it was probably best as far as, future growth and not having to like rebuild. So we kept the same name, same phone number. Uh, we did not keep the same location though. Oh, where'd you move? Uh, so we were located off of a highway here in Grants Pass. Uh, location wise, wasn't super great. You know, it's not a very high trafficked area and you know, it, it's a highway and we only had one little sign. We were kind of in the back of the lot. So it worked for him for a while, but uh, with having two doctors in there now, it was kind of, we outgrew the space and the landlords there, they weren't really super easy to work with. So it just kind of seemed like the right time to get out of there. So now we're located more uh, centrally in the town here and kind of off a of main drag in like a little, uh, not, not necessarily like a shopping mall, but like a, a business center. Okay, nice. What's the name of the clinic? Uh, it's Active Sports and Family Chiropractic. Active Sports and Family Chiropractic? Yeah. Very cool. What's, uh, what's your address? Uh, 1529 Northeast F Street. Very cool. So anybody listening that might be in Grants Pass, uh, Dr. Bryce Handy, 
Very so good, Doc QOC. And when you said you took it over, are you the owner now? Are you part owner? How's that work? Yeah, so I'm the owner now. I actually did my internship at my uncle's clinic with a different doctor. So my uncle actually stepped out of practice for some family reasons um, back in February of 2020. And he's a firefighter now. So That's he had cool. another doc that stepped in that kind of not necessarily ran the practice, but he was seeing the patients and kind of keeping it going while he was doing that. And nice. then he agreed to be my preceptor. So that kind of worked out nice. So I was able to kind of transition into the practice and start seeing the patients that I would eventually take over. Um, and then got licensed in October last year and bought the practice November 1st. And we've just been rolling ever since. Nice. Very cool. So a little uh, aside from uh, probably what our uh, normal string of questions might be. Um, Getting licensed in Oregon, uh, give us give us a little rundown on how that was. Yeah, so that was quite the process. Uh, you know, typical, you got to take all four parts of the board exams for the nationals, and then they require the physiotherapy ones, so you got to take that one as well. And then there's three other exams you got to take, so the OBGYN exam, and then minor surgery and proctology, as well as the jurisprudence exam. So, uh, you know, our school does a pretty good job at uh, – preparing us for the Oregon exams, given that it's in Oregon. So I feel like definitely if you're going to, if you plan to practice on in Oregon, I would say UWS is probably a better option, just uh, licensing wise. Um, also kind of, you know, last year at the pandemic, everything was kind of slow moving. So there was quite the waiting period, even after, you know, we submitted everything to the board, there was probably a good three, four weeks that I was kind of just in limbo, not really able to treat, not able to really see patients or do anything. So that was kind of frustrating, but it could have been worse. It could have been that the board exams had gotten canceled. Like, you know, I know some of our colleagues who went back to Canada still have not been able to take some exams. So yeah, a bunch of them still not licensed after well, well over a year, I want to yeah. say Yeah. at this point. Uh, we're approaching a year. Approaching a year. So, yeah, you know, can't complain too much, but definitely the uh, the proctology and minor surgery and the OBGYN exams were harder than any board <laughs> exam. Right. And like, took, and I even took the classes for them and had all these notes and stuff, and I yeah. just barely passed. I mean, those are probably my lowest performing exams for the license. So. I've found that it's pretty difficult to uh, study and do well for, for a topic that I don't care about. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was what happened with you, but I, I, could, I could envision well, that that would make it difficult for me. It was kind of a combination because, you know, I got chosen to go to Iowa for my part four exam. And then that got pushed back and canceled like three times. So by the time I had taken, cause you can't take the Oregon board exams, Actually, you can take them once you pass part three, but I didn't know that. And so I was waiting to apply to take the Oregon board exams, which was kind of a mistake on my part, I guess, for not knowing that. But uh, after waiting so long to take part four, by the time I took it and was registered for the uh, Oregon board exams, I was so burnt out on studying and you know had a baby on the way and it was just, I was over it. So yeah, I mean, there was definitely a kind of a lack of, I guess, studying <laughs> motivation to study uh what's the practice style in your clinic uh, so we're diversified 
Um, you know, we adjust probably 85 to 90% of the patients, but every patient um, that I see gets exercises and some sort of home care, whether it's, you know, teaching somebody how to brace their core or breathe properly or, uh, you know, doing some core exercises. A lot of times, you know, I do have a quite older patient population um, here in Grants Pass. It is definitely a retirement town. So we do get mm -hmm. a lot of uh, Medicare patients. And so kind of just working with them on, you know, figuring out ways to do whatever their daily tasks are, whether it's gardening, sitting at their table, reading, knitting, like working with them on, you know, figuring out a way to do the things they want to do still and have a good quality of life, but not have to have the pain and aches that they are having currently. So sure. do a lot of behavior yeah. modification with patients. What kind of volume are you seeing at the clinic? Um, right now. So I see about 60 patients a week and I'm open four days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the other doctors, he's there three days a week and he sees about 40 to 50. So we're, we're averaging about 100, 110 a week right now. Very cool. It's a pretty comfortable place. I mean, there's definitely room for adding a few more, but at the same time, you don't want to go too high and kind of lose that quality of care necessarily. So, mm -hmm. what? Again, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what does your, uh, your uh, appointment time look like with, with that many patients? So we do 15 minute appointments. Um, we have a pretty awesome EHR system. So when patients arrive at the office, our uh, receptionist, she checks them in and we give them a tablet and they update their symptoms on there. So, you know, it's got all their symptoms from their previous visit and the numbers that they had before. And so they update their numbers, the severity, frequency, uh, which kind of helps not necessarily speed up the process, but it allows for more treatment time. So by the time I get into the room with them, I have a pretty good idea of, you know, how things are progressing. So, and I typically ask, you know, like if previously, if there was some activities that it was limiting, we'll talk about those, kind of just get an update on how things are going. If I gave them exercises, we'll kind of go over that and see how those are going, you know, see if they're or not, if they're doing the exercises or if they're yeah. forgetting about them. And a lot of times I'll ask them like, okay, can you show me the exercises again? And Oh, nope. you know, I, I'll be honest. I have to do it. I'm like, Hey, that's okay. If you're honest with me, that's all I care. That's all I care about. Yeah. I find it um, funny how many people tell you that they're doing them, but then when you ask them to show you, they're like, Oh, yeah, oh <laughs> gotcha. But that's all right. We'll go over them again and we'll get you figured out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. We do 15 minute appointment times. Um, you know, so history, manual therapy and adjusting and then a little bit of time at the end for going over more exercises or adding some um, that's for an existing patient you know some of my older patient population i'll do extended appointment times just because some of them can't fill out the kiosk that we have so going through and manually putting in all their symptoms and whatnot and then um i found that especially in this last year with like being the pandemic that a lot of the older patient population they're not getting out much. So, you know, their trip to the chiropractor may be their only outing for the week. So they like to talk and I don't want to be the person that cuts them off because I'm on a time crunch. So if I notice, you know, at a previous visit that they're a talker, then I'll schedule them for a longer appointment just so they're happy and I'm not getting behind on my schedule. So For sure. They get their little social outing. That's yeah. And then for new patients, we do 30 minute exams and that includes treatment as well in there. Uh, and then for like our MBA patients, we do 45. 
just so we can do a bit more of extensive exam, like testing like range of motions, you know, testing muscles in the neck and trunk and kind of figuring out, you know, if there's any whiplash or anything like that going on. Nice. Yeah, so Bryce, uh, why don't you give us maybe an interesting case you've had? Second week of preceptorship here at the office. Um, you know, we walk into the room. I was going in with the other doctor that was there doing my preceptorship. And we walk in and the lady is like sitting on the table and she's just like breathing super crazy. Um, she definitely was kind of having like what seemed like a panic attack at the time. So we were trying to kind of get her to calm down. Um, you know, she, she starts talking about what's been going on and she's kind of not really making a whole lot of sense. So we end up, you know, having her like lay down and like trying to get her to, like work on breathing. Cause like we couldn't figure out what's going on. And like just kind of a light bulb in my head popped off that I was like, this, she might be having a stroke. So I did the whole screening for like face, um, you know, slurring the words and all that stuff. And yeah, so we ended up calling the ambulance and they came and picked her up and took her to the hospital and she did end up having a stroke. She's okay. And she comes back on a regular basis now, but it was pretty, wild. Pretty wild. And, and get on you for like, get on you for picking up and, on that and recognizing what was happening. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, even the other doctor, he was like, something's not right. He's like, I don't, I don't feel like we should be treating her. And I was like, I think she's having a stroke. He's like, you know what? You're fresh out of school. Let's go. Let's run with it. Let's call an ambulance. And so I'm really glad we did. What was her so, chief complaint? Neck pain. Okay. Was it in a particular spot or diffuse? No, just diffuse neck pain and a headache. And But she had been coming in previously to this. Uh, you know, she was an existing patient of the office for many years. So it's not, it wasn't like it was out of normal for her to have neck pain or like mid back pain going on and stuff. So but just her presentation and like, you know, the breathing thing really is what kind of threw it off. Like she couldn't see, she was just breathing super heavy, like having a panic attack. And then the whole, like, as soon as she started slurring speech a little bit, I was like, okay, something is not right. Might be done here. Yeah. And like, oh. that's a weird thing too, is like to have to tell a patient like, Hey, this is what I think is going on. Obviously I can't tell you that it is for sure because I don't have, the ability to look at your arteries or, you know, what's going on inside of your brain right now. Right. But Hey, I think this is going on. I think this is why you're having these symptoms. So uh, we're going to call you an ambulance. And like the panic that comes with that is like a whole nother thing because she like, is freaking out. She's like, am I dying? And it's like, you can't just say, yeah, I think you're dying, but <laughs> you might be, I don't know. But let's get you to a hospital. Let's get you some good care because clearly you're in the wrong place right now. Yeah. yeah, I think the the best kind of verbiage to probably use at that point would be something along the lines of, uh, I think there is something serious going on, and I need to get you to the hospital to make sure that it's not life-threatening, um, just to kind of like, again, maybe quell that, like, that fear that she's probably having, because fear is not going to help her at all, right? No. Now no. you're stressing the hell out, and you're you're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we, what we ended up telling her was like, hey, you know, we're a little concerned about the vessels in your neck that may be causing the pain that you're having and the headache. And so we would like to get you to a hospital. Um, but, you know, just in case it is something serious that could affect your ability to drive, we're going to call you an ambulance and we're going to get you taken care of. And so she definitely received it a lot better than it could have nice. gone. So, yeah, good job. The top three conditions that you've seen at your practice are. 
lately, a lot of low back strains. I don't know if it's people just getting out there and, you know, the, the weather's been definitely nicer down here. We've had the hottest months, so there's a lot of gentlemen coming in with low back strains. Um, the other one, pretty constant, is like chronic neck pain and headaches. A lot of people have that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a lot of ribs, too. A lot of rib dysfunction lately. So, you know, whether it's someone that reached across to grab something or they were pulling on a fence or something like that, just a lot of like lateral thoracic pain going on. Gotcha. Um, one thing I want to ask you is kind of a personal question. You, know, you didn't start the program having a kid and now we were kind of towards the tail end when your lady got pregnant. Uh, how, how have things changed at all now that you're a dad, now that you're in yeah. practice and you're, and you're a father? So, so it's been quite the year. Let's just say that uh, we were not planning on having a baby. We were going to wait a couple of years. So we kind of got settled in here. Um, surprise. So that was, it was fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I bought the practice on November 1st and he was born November 15th. So nice. November was quite the whirlwind and I did have to leave the hospital at one point to go care of something, which was yeah. not ideal, but that's kind yeah, of it's a curse of being the business owner. Yeah. And I mean, two weeks in and I'm like, Oh, that, that's me. I gotta go take care of that. Yeah. Oh, nobody's and, there. Crap. Yeah. Can't call the uncle. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, it definitely changed the way I saw things going. Like I thought I was going to really dive into this and, you know, hit the ground running and just pour my whole self into it. But, you know, my priorities definitely have shifted a little bit and it's not so much that I'm not striving to be the best business owner, best chiropractor that I can be right now, but I also want to be a good dad. So I try to, get all my work done at work. And when I come home, leave it at the office and be present. And, you know, Michelle, my wife, she works right now too. So we're both pretty busy. So I know when I get home, if she needs to get some stuff done around the house, like I need to step up and take care of the little guy. So I try to leave any paperwork or like even social media stuff. I try to get that all done during the week or like during business hours and a lot of times I'll just work through my lunch breaks just so I can leave at a decent hour and then not have to worry about it at home. Yeah. Or, you know, going into this, you know, pretty much last January, thinking about the future because we're getting close um, before all this pandemic and everything started, it was like, okay, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to take over this practice. I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to hit the ground running. And, you know, it, I definitely have put in a lot of work and stuff, but it's just the baby's more important right now. So that's good, man. You got to have priority on family. Yeah. And good find a balance. What uh, would have been your, your strategies with growing your practice with your time constraints? Um, so I have gone out and talked to a couple of like MDs in the town here. Um, one of the big ones actually was, uh, when Michelle was pregnant, we had, uh, we had a pretty awesome OB doctor and didn't know much about chiropractic. And so, you know, he's coming in and checking on Michelle or at the hospital. And, uh, every time he came in, he'd have another question for me. And so we kind of just mm -hmm. bounce and stuff off each other. And then I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I brought up the fact that, you know, we learned about all this OBGYN stuff in school and he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. But you know, I, 
you, you can deliver a baby as a chiropractor in Oregon. I told him that. He was, his mind was blown. Um, yeah. And pretty much since then, like, he's been sending a ton of patients my way. So I got a lot of pregnant patients right now, which has been awesome. Not a population that I expected to work with a lot. But, yeah. you know, like I said, priorities and things change. You know, an opportunity opens, you got to kind of run down that avenue. So, for sure. That's probably something I'll look into in the future is doing like a Webster course or something to kind of expand that, you know, treatment ability for a pregnant patient. So, but it's been awesome and talked to a couple other doctors in town when I started and just went in there, introduced myself, said, you know, hey, if you got any questions, like I'm an open book. Um, And they've been great. They've also been sending patients our way. So I feel like that's been a huge thing where. You know, I just, on my days off for a while, I was doing that, kind of just going around town, introducing myself and talk to a couple of PTs as well. So it's kind of nice to have a good network of referrals. Like when I've got patients who, you know, as much as I'd like to say I'm a rehab doc, I, I know my limits and there's certain things that, you know, a PT will, you're in better hands than a PT. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have that kind of relationship with an office in town here. Yeah. Sure. What, uh, you noticed, or you, you brought up social media earlier. What, uh, what type of social media stuff are you doing for the clinic? Um, mostly Facebook. So just kind of running ads. We have a pretty big Facebook page for our office that my uncle started. So it was kind of nice to just take over that. So, cool. um, you know, boosting ads every once in a while. So it gets out there and typically we will see like a surge in new patients whenever I boost an ad here, just cause it's a small town. And so we'll get a couple new patients when I do that. I did start an Instagram page for the business. Um, just been kind of slacking lately on it. So that's definitely something I want to start working on more now that things are kind of settling down a little bit. So. Yeah. You and me both, buddy. I, <laughs> I started one back in January and I haven't even posted a single thing yet. So, yeah, I was on a roll for like a month and then I started working on the new office and I just kind of haven't posted since then. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, definitely tough. What, uh, so what are the, what are the next steps for you? Where do you see yourself kind of moving personally and, uh, in practice as well? So next steps right now, um, six month plan right now is kind of just you know see where the practice goes because we're at a pretty good spot right now um like i said before there's a little bit of room for there's always room for growth and we're only open four days a week right now so you know potentially in the future moving to five days if we need to uh one big thing that i like to have is a couple openings in the afternoon on the schedule just because if someone calls in same day and we can get them in like patients absolutely love that they're super appreciative of that. And that's actually why we opened up to four days is because we were at just three days a week before, and then we were kind of losing that ability. And so ever since we moved to four days a week now, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a little bit, a little bit of decrease with the four days on like my schedule, um, just cause we're kind of spreading out, spreading it out a little bit, but for the most part, it's been great. And so just kind of continuing to work on growing the practice, working on the social media aspect, um, I think eventually I want to try and find someone here in town who's like a videographer and get like a, some sort of web page with like exercises that I can do. Cause right now I just do like handouts and I'll go over the exercises with them. But I feel like 
know, those are only so helpful. Whereas if someone, if a patient has a, like a, a library that they can click into at home and watch a video and have like, you know, word by word instruction on what to do, that'll be way more impactful for patients. So definitely want to work on that. Yeah. So personally, we're probably going to look for buying a house here in the next year and a half. Right now we're renting. Um, that's one unfortunate part when you become a business owner that I didn't know is you have to have a uh, two years of tax history to qualify for a mortgage. So we're kind of waiting on that right now. Um, Exciting, isn't it? Yeah. And then probably another baby in the next year or so. Maybe we'll see. Was that, was that you letting us know something? Or... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. I, I've already got you heard to... it here first folks. <laughs> yeah, no. No, Michelle, we've talked about it and we're probably going to wait till at least next fall to start trying again. And uh, she, she's like, I don't want to be pregnant in the summer. We have hot summers here. I mean, we've been in the hundreds for like the last two months and apparently being pregnant in the summer here is not very fun. So she's like, we got to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I heard it was a hot one. Yeah. You know, records. We definitely, I think July was the most consecutive days in the hundred degrees that Grants Pass has seen in like years. Um, and then we've got a lot of fires around us right now. So we're pretty covered in smoke, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of the way things have been here the last few years. Fires mm -hmm. kind of take over the end of the summer. Yeah. It seems uh, uh, Colorado is not very different. We had a few weeks there where, or I guess we're technically still in it right now, but yeah. there was a last, not this past weekend, but last weekend, uh, Saturday, I think we were the, like had the worst air quality in the world, um, oh, wow. which, you know, yay us, but <laughs> it's real hazy. Yeah. 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 yeah I so. think we've been hitting, we've been hitting like 200 Medford, which is like 20 minutes South of here. They've been at like 300 the last week. Nice. So pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Well, any uh, closing remarks, anything you'd like to kind of say, close out with? Leave it to um, you. I love the podcast. I listened to the first episode. I think this is awesome what you guys are doing. Just kind of opens uh, other people's eyes to what other people are doing, at least from our class. Or, you know, I don't know if you guys have plans to expanding from people who we didn't go to school with, but I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah. So. That's definitely the uh, initial, I think what we've kind of talked about was first season doing um, a bunch of new docs, second season being more of uh, docs that have been in the field for maybe like three to five years kind of thing. And then maybe move past that into, uh, you know, long time docs or could also be PTs, other fitness professionals, that type of stuff. But yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. We're pretty excited about it and we appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I was pretty pumped when you texted me and asked me to be on here. I was like, all right, sweet. That'll be fun. Heck yeah, man. Um, it was good to have you on. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't seen you guys pretty much since last March, so it's been a while. I know. That was another bummer of the pandemic of everything going online, and then Preceptor happened, everyone kind of split. We didn't really get yeah. a last little final hurrah with anyone, so. No. Yeah. It's definitely... Uh, you know, bittersweet being done with school and, but then at the same time, like, oh, dang, I don't get to see any of my, my boys anymore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, fortunate enough, uh, Dane's decided to come move to Colorado. So that, that helped, but 
Um, <laughs> all the other homies. Yeah. We're all spread out now. All the Canadians went home. Yep. Almost all of them. Still got a few down in Arizona or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them like to hear that. You're like, oh, I'll stick around. Yeah, I guess we'll stay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bryce, we appreciate you. Uh, give us a quick little, um, where, where can people find you if they want to find you out in Grants Pass there? Um, internet, anything like that? So website, we're at activesportscairo.com. And then on Facebook, just Active Sports and Family Chiropractic. And then our Instagram is Active Sports Cairo GP. Awesome. Well, again, we appreciate your time. Miss you, dude. Really happy to have you on here. Yeah, thank uh, you, guys. Hopefully, it's not a long time until we actually see you in person. Yeah. Well, you guys got to get over to Oregon, or maybe I'll come over to Colorado here soon and go snowboarding. Uh, I mean, we did talk about doing a yearly uh, ski trip with, with everybody. So, yeah. We got to put that in the works for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, again, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And another great episode done. If you've enjoyed your time here, don't forget to give us a like, follow, and share. We appreciate it.